0: What Ready? up?
1: Ready to do this? Yeah. Science oh, AF. Turn it up. Science AF. Science AF. Science AF. Science AF. Science A-F. A-F. I did. It. Science is fuck. <laughs> Welcome to Science AF. I'm your host, Dave Chacho. This is Science as fuck. And... I'm here with a very special guest, a writer, comedian, Katie Dawson.
0: What up, Dave Chacho? Welcome. How's it going? And you're
1: podcaster in your own right as well. Uh,
0: yeah,
1: yes. I've that. listened to your podcast, um, Girl Crush. Comedy Girl Crush.
0: Comedy Girl Crush. Comedy Girl Crush. Uh, yeah, we uh, just started recording new episodes for the year, so we're getting ready to release those. Also, we just got, uh, we're on a network now, which is very exciting. Oh, cool. What's that called? Uh, it's the Period Network, which mm-hmm. is the all-female network that's sort of a branch off of Starburns.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, I was going to say get me on the network, but I, <laughs> I would guess I, I would have to transition. <laughs> I'd have to do some transitioning. Uh,
0: I Yeah, I've thought about it. I, th- I think you're not a normal person if you haven't. Oh, ask definitely. yourself yeah. that question.
1: I've thought about it. Right. I yeah, I, I wanted to be a woman a, a lot when I was younger. Oh I mean, throughout for my sure. life.
0: I mean, yeah, Especially I, have that when I was a relationship kid. with being a man, definitely.
1: I, I was I was jealous of the girls when I was a kid.
0: Yeah. What were you jealous of specifically?
1: I don't know. I just thought they uh, they were nicer. They were I just liked girls better.
0: Dude, girls are way nicer. Yeah. Well
1: <laughs> When they're kids and then when they're adults, but except for the teen years, maybe.
0: Oh, yeah, that's probably true. I was. Uh, I don't know. I Everybody's a, a terror. shit. Everybody's yeah, I guess a everyone's a teenager. Yeah. That's, that's
1: not really fair. Yeah, women are just generally better. I just feel like, I mean, that that's that's such a, uh, what do you call it, sig- sig- virtuous, virtue oh, signaling. Oh, yeah,
0: virtue signaling. Women are better. My woke card. <laughs>
1: but I, I always feel like, biologically speaking, like, th- the female of every species is like the default, and the male is like the the mutation that happened for purposes of, uh, you know... Uh,
0: reproduction.
1: Well, yeah, not just reproduction, but also competition.
0: Um uh, hmm
1: In early, like, protozoic days, like, it was... It's uh, advantageous to not carry the children, and to be the half of the species that can go out and procreate and not uh, be saddled with the offspring?
0: Uh, Yeah, of course. Yeah, for sure.
1: That's why in a lot of species, males uh, are stronger and have more sort of social freedom. Right, Right, Because they, Because biological evolution?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. They're not uh, saddled with the... um, with the weight of the literal or emotional or <laughs> weight <laughs> right. of childbearing
1: because we didn't care not for children
0: <laughs> it's true i uh i i'm a nanny and i definitely like i uh recognize y- even the households that are sort of where they try to like split it evenly like the, the wife always, it's like the emotional and the burden is usually on the wife, like regardless. Yeah, usually. Yeah. Um, I mean, even households that are like actively trying, I think, to like split the responsibility. You see that for sure.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I'm all for the other side of the coin. A friend of mine uh, who lives in Atwater was lucky enough to marry a brilliant young woman who writes for TV. Uh, and she makes a lot of money. And he... Uh, Gets to stay home with the kids and write all day. Yeah. And I'm like, that sounds like the life, man. I
0: think that's great. I am all about the stay-at-home dad. Yeah. All about the stay-at-home dad. Also, uh, male teachers. There need to be more of them. And Manny's. I'd like to see more men in childcare roles.
1: Sure. I mean, there's probably a reason that most parents usually don't have yeah. men for those
0: roles. Right. Yeah. Oh sure. Yeah, definitely. But when you when you uh i I know a manny and he's like great and the yeah. kids that he works with, it's like you know well, it's I think so most cool.
1: adult human males are trustworthy, but not For sure. all.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, death.
1: There's some gross ones out there.
0: Yeah. Uh absolutely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: um so we But anyway. Shall we talk stuff? We, uh
1: we weren't even planning to talk about gender issues, but uh, I guess we just slid into it. But um, we're here to talk about science. Uh, uh, more specifically, we were thinking about talking about uh, some uh, economics and pol- political science stuff today, um, because partially because uh, you are uh, an active supporter of the Social Democratic Party, I am is, um, I'm a I am a supporter of it, but not as active uh, as a lot of my friends who are going out door to door and talking to people about it.
0: Well I am not um I'm not like in the DSA. I don't go to DSA meetings. Um, but I do, you know, I do support Sanders uh candidacy and I, you know, knock on doors for Sanders. Yeah. So I guess it's not that I I it's not that I don't want to, uh, support other democratic socialist candidates. I am just, uh, really lazy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I'm I'm so busy, you know,
0: (laughs) I'm just, I'm
1: just so busy, (laughs) which is what everybody says, but it's true. Everybody's so busy.
0: We're all really busy. I mean,
1: like this is part of social conditioning to not make us, uh, pay attention to politics is everybody's always, tired mm-hmm. and busy yeah. and put upon and you have a whole like uh misinformation network out there that's just designed to make you more tired and
0: and more anxious, anxious and anxiety. more miserable anxiety. yeah
1: um when i went more afraid more afraid well uh-huh. i went to visit my my parents recently and they just had the news thankfully not fox news but they just had the news on all day at top volume, all day. And at some point, I was like, look, you guys have to listen to music or something, or you're going to go insane. Yeah. You can't have all of this bad energy blasting at you 24 7.
0: Ah, man. 24 hour news networks are truly like one of the worst things that could have happened to our, uh, I think, just media and our news media. Yeah.
1: They're both inevitable and also extremely toxic oh my gosh so Uh,
0: toxic Uh, uh, yeah and it's uh,
1: just in the global world we live in it's inevitable that we're just going to hear bad news from zambia or china or england every day even though it barely affects us we're just going to keep hearing it
0: but God willing, we do hear that information because I think that is the information. I think hearing that would serve Americans very well if we heard more of like the news of the world. If, but I m- don't think that our real... media really focuses on that, right. and that's actually a huge part of the problem.
1: A lot of the focus is on it's just
0: American politics, opinion, yeah, opinion, debate,
1: and a lot of it is a lot of the debate you hear is uh, someone on, the, especially. In today's America, someone on the far right versus someone on the less far right, going back and forth as if one of them is correct, and no representation from a any sort of liberal or uh, social sort of uh, uh, lean at all, even mm-hmm. on you know CNN and the major networks, which uh, are not supposed to be right leaning
0: and they do a terrible job of disclosing you know the ties of their guests like they don't necessarily say like so and so is a lobbyist for goldman sachs before they ask him his opinions on democratic socialism and it's insane like yeah you just like and and i think that what's so frustrating is that there are people who you know like there is like a community of people who are like looking for these for these patterns and things in the media and are noticing that and are like kind of being a little bit more wary of what we're being told by networks like MSNBC and CNN and then being treated like we're the same as Trump. I don't know. Whatever. That's a whole other
1: thing. That's a whole. Yeah. That's a whole other thing. There's so many facets to that. But um, I mean, the, the. These institutions like I consider Bernie Sanders and the social democracy movement to be. Rather centrist in terms of the history of democracy. in FDR, nobody it, some people did at the time, but most people didn't consider FDR an extreme leftist. He was f- fairly centrist. He was in favor of, um, you know, it, uh, helping people and limiting power of, you know, corporations and the wealthy. And that's not extremist at all. And they consider, they talk, the news today talks about Bernie Sanders as if he is an extremist mm-hmm. on the opposite pole of Trump. When, like, I mean, if you've talked to, to a real communist, uh, they're way further. <laughs> they're oh. way further left than than, than Sanders. In fact, I, I'm sure there's, there's you know, a large percentage of Americans are way further left than Bernie Sanders. He's, he's not that far left. But because they... They pose him over there as if it's Trump on the far right and then, I don't know, Biden or something on, on the Somewhere left. Somewhere in
0: the middle. Like, like as though Biden is moderate, which is insane. The idea that Biden is somehow like in the middle and not, you know, to the right of things.
1: To know, the ra- yeah.
0: He's absolutely to it the right. He's, Clinton, pro, he's very pro war. Both Clintons,
1: even Obama <sighs> was a little more liberal, but they're all right to the well, right of And Obama, center.
0: I think started I, I Obama's an interesting one to me because I do I I was very excited about Obama in 2008 and I believed yeah, he was a progressive and I really thought i thought we were gonna see some major change and then it was i was very disillusioned very fast right very quickly i think it was like within months honestly of his inauguration it was like he got the nobel peace prize right right after he bombed yemen oh god <laughs> you know it was like three weeks after he bombed the yeah, shit out of yemen they were a like little drone quick, yemen. quick
1: on that one and um, then
0: i whatever but i think he
1: did a, a decent job yeah uh especially economically he kind of turned around a lot of the like extremely far right uh, austerity policies of the bush administration but, but
0: he also made the bush tax cuts permanent and i mm. that I, well
1: yeah <laughs> that's true
0: yeah i think there and like you know per, continued the patriot act and there's a lot that i was really excited to see changed in an obama administration that was just kept the same and i think that's, I think that's how I became a democratic socialist.
1: Disillusionment from Obama? Fun,
0: from Obama, fundamentally, yeah.
1: Yeah, I get that. Um, you know what? I, mu- I usually do a little bit of general science news at the top of my podcast, <laughs> yeah, but I yeah. forgot to do any research. But uh, uh, I'll do a quick Wuhan virus update. Um,
0: oh, damn. I've heard... Did you hear... I'm sure you heard the cruise ship story, right?
1: Yeah, so they... They let the people off the cruise ship. Yeah. Um, I don't have it in front of me. And they, 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 like they kept them in poured. containment yeah. in a hotel or something. Um,
0: but there was no... People were allowed to kind of come and go, if it, I remember wow. correctly. It's
1: up to 79,000 cases, 24,70 deaths. So it's still... The rate this says 10 I've heard 2% a death rate this is saying 10% I'm looking on worldometers.info anyway um, it's bad it's still going up it's still not a worldwide pandemic but there are outbreaks there's a big outbreak in Italy right now
0: oh is there really
1: Um, spike a number spike in South Korea so it's out there no need to panic yet but maybe next week will be the time to panic (laughs) I think it's uh it's not I think it's not as bad as uh, like Ebola it's definitely not as deadly as Ebola right and it's not as widespread as like SARS was um, but it might be a little more deadly than SARS I'm not sure okay that's virus update <laughs> <laughs> I didn't look up any other general news but um
0: general science news
1: yeah I wanted to get into economics by talking about this wired article um the dismal science remains dismal and that means basically this is a meta-analysis of economics and one of the the big things one of the big reasons that a nobody knows anything about economics and b everyone who says they know something about economics is full of shit and um a lot of misinformation about economics gets thrown around because there's not a lot of hard uh, evidence. And, and a lot of that is because there's so many factors. Um, this guy is Haristos Ducoliagos. Ducoliagos sounds Greek. Um, he, he did a, a bunch of meta-analysis about um, ma- different factors in economic science and how to sort of and how like most studies had so many external forces they couldn't be you know causal in fact a lot of the stuff we'll talk about today we don't have hard evidence on either side for
0: well which i think is um it's really an interesting thing about economics as like a a quote-unquote science is that the scientific process is at this point not Applicable to the way that economics is studied or understood, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And the 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 article that you're talking about uh, talks just about that um, a lot.
1: About how, yeah.
0: Well, there you can't, and and the just that you can't apply. Like, there's no way to have a control. And like control, you can't have sort of a controlled environment where you control all the variables and really study economics from the ground up because there is no, there's no baseline. Like globally, there's no baseline from county to county, from state to state. Like There are so many variables in every economic environment that it's impossible to really get a clean read.
1: Family, you know, every working (laughs) family is, is... slightly different and has different uh, variables associated with it and this is why it's hard to study economics and also why it's easy for misinformation about economics um one of the things i i like to talk about is this abomination called the laffer curve and it's it's used and you know when i was younger my uh, my rich uncle used it to Try to tell me why he uh, should pay less taxes than me, even though he was a millionaire and you know th- all this kind of bullshit and the story of the Laffer curve goes like this uh, the the uh, the the um, logic goes like this if a government takes in zero percent taxes, it will make zero dollars. If a government takes in a hundred percent taxes nobody will work so it'll make zero dollars so then between zero and a hundred there must be a curve that tops at some point as the um ideal tax rate Mm. and and then that's why and rich people are always arguing that we need to lower taxes because that will increase government income based on this curve um
0: it will they it'll increase government income based on the curve?
1: Well that's what they say. It never works. Like when Bush yeah, I don't when the Bush tax cuts work. went through mm-hmm. and even when the Trump tax cuts went through, by the way, and Reagan had tax cuts, all the Republican presidents cut taxes and all of them caused a recession mm-hmm. because government uh income did go down instead of up, even though all these right wing economists were always saying, Laffer curve, laugh for curve, we're on top of the curve, we need to Cut taxes to go up.
0: Well, so that so is the Laffer curve. I, it sounds like it's fundamentally a part of like the idea of trickle down. Which yeah, is, right. Which it's, is that if you cut taxes on the wealthy. They will boost their spending. They will like increase jobs and right. boost spending in the economy. And so, if you have an increase in jobs, you have an increase in the workforce. The government is taking in more tax dollars.
1: The job creators, the, the, which is all bullshit. The myth of it, the it job creators.
0: Ha- they just what do they do? They invest it, and they're back in their own businesses. They sell stock. Well, they, they put it in a, the offshore bank. Pools I mean, of
1: gold, and they swim through it like <laughs> Scrooge McDuck. It, uh, it, it never trickles down. Sounds painful, but here's the thing way. with anyway. the, the Laffer curve and so many things that people believe without thinking through. Uh, the original logic says that if the government takes in zero percent, it'll make zero dollars. If the government charges 100 percent taxes, no one will work and therefore the government will make no taxes. That's not.
0: I know. what What is the logic all. behind that statement?
1: That's not true at all. If the government. Collected 100% taxes, and then provided 100% of the things that the country needed. People would work. Everybody would work. Lots of most people would work. Uh, that's it's just something that they 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 gloss over when explaining this. And a lot of you know libertarians are like, yeah, yeah, that's right. No, nobody will work. We'll let the government make no money. That's why the curve is is a complete fallacy. It was never proved. It was, it's a thought experiment that's wrong.
0: Do you know who came up with it, who wrote the Laffer curve?
1: Is it was a Charles Laffer? What is it? <laughs>
0: uh,
1: it is somebody named Laffer. Oh, that makes sense. L-A-F-F-E-R. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arthur. Arthur Laffer? Arthur Laffer, American economist and right wing asshole. Gained prominence during the Reagan administration.
0: Of course, yeah.
1: It's all. Oh <laughs> anyway, yeah, trickle down. I mean, there's other things like that, but but I'm just saying that like this, it's this pseudoscience that sounds right on first hearing, and then if you think it through, you're like that. That's totally bogus logic.
0: Well, and that I think is the interesting thing about economics as a, a science that we were talking about is that mm-hmm. because it's all it's all empirical data and sort of like. Uh, conjecture and assumption you can take any sort of set of facts from any place and kind of manipulate them to fit your narrative of how the economy functions and that's why you can have such disparate opinions about what the right way to run the economy is where people are using the same facts to make completely different arguments and it's it's like phrenology, right? It's like it's it is pseudoscience. I think, but I, I think there is, as you, I think we're going to talk about a push to sort of make economics more of a a science, mm-hmm. science more of a quantifi- quantifiable, researchable, measurable, studyable, like science that you can conduct experiments within.
1: Yeah, in fact, yeah, the the uh, Nobel Prize in Economics in, last year in twenty nineteen. Um, went to three people: Kramer, Banerjee, and Dufflow. I think it's two men and a woman. i uh, two men and, and Yeah, a I,
0: I believe so. It's two men and a woman. I, I this story is super interesting to me.
1: Yeah, um, I was reading this in ScienceMag.org, but um, they won the Nobel last year for for studying this this thing and basically how to. Um, how to take out variables when you're studying the economic impact of different uh, policies. Like if you have a policy, one of them they talk about is like micro lending mm-hmm. um, and you, you focus micro lending on a certain um, you know, villager area and how do, you, how do you weed out external variables to decide whether this is doing positive, uh, it's positive for the community.
0: Well, I think one thing, like the fact that that kind of experiment needs to be conducted in sort of a remote village in India again, it's like kind of sets, gives you some understanding of how difficult it is to get like a truly neutral plane on which to conduct like an economic experiment. You right. know what I mean? Like yeah. there's nowhere, it's very hard to do. And so I think just doing that in general is very, is like just such a cool part of that story. It's like, okay, so if we're going to do this, we have to do it. In a fairly remote, fairly isolated sort it's fairly even keel like even economically environment
1: yeah, but then even that doesn't necessarily mean it will transfer to Anywhere South else. Central or you know like Hungaria it's it it's uh it's really hard to tell um I don't know exactly what the they um they came up with but
0: so on the micro lending this i thought was interesting because even though they did their best to do that kind of controlled environment thing and Mm -hmm. and and they found that you can conduct experiments sort of in an environment like that but that there still are problematic variables just in personality like human the human variable is uh, accounts for like a difficulty in studying economics because with the micro lending example they found that right off the bat, yes, it did lead to a bunch of people starting, like kind of being entrepreneurial and starting businesses. But then they found that over time only a certain number of people maintained that status of of managing and kind of running a business. And that within that, they, they did sort of like personality studies and found that those people had like entre- person, uh, entrepreneurial kind of like tendencies just personally Mm. on their own so it it makes you know what i mean so it's hard to say like if we give everyone the same opportunity everyone will behave the same way there's no you know
1: right the people who are already tend to be entrepreneurial are going to be helped
0: at that yeah but
1: the ones that Weren't in the first place are not going to become that.
0: uh, Yeah, and they they found, like, I think that what they found was it was hard to then come up with a correlation between micro-lending and people kind of... So, like, it's hard to come to a conclusion about that experiment because of the human variable.
1: Right. Um, Which doesn't mean that you shouldn't, uh, you know, get involved in micro-lending. If if you have extra money, it, it is... A sound investment, they almost all, I, I have read, tend to get paid back. And it does, I think, tend to help, uh, you know, more impoverished places start have having some, you know, business, small business ownership.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and again, I think that there are a lot of people who, and, and there are a lot of people who would given the opportunity, kind of do that on their own, but just yeah. don't have the opportunity.
1: Exactly. And that's just that's what have, democratic
0: like, socialism is all about. <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: I mean, really. Giving uh,
0: everybody kind of the same opportunity. If everybody
1: had, a, you know, a few grand in their pocket that they could use to do what they wanted to rather than be tied to a job that they can't walk away from without mm-hmm. dying, literally. Yeah. Um Then you know, we talked about this, I think, before we started recording, this idea of when legal slavery ended, there was a big push by big business to create a a slave class by, by limiting uh, wages to the point where workers didn't have any choice about wanting to leave the job or, or any sort of... That's why they're always going after unions, mm-hmm. uh, because they don't want to have, they don't want workers to have any leverage to leave and do something else, because that way, a, you know, they have cheaper labor on hand, Right. And it doesn't help, it's not good for the general society.
0: Well, and then there's like... I, I think that like prison labor is you know also like we oh, yeah. we found so many ways to kind of get like loophole. America's all about the loopholes. Private
1: prisons that are 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 for profit businesses. Mm-hmm that lobby 30
0: cents Bloomberg didn't Bloomberg Bloomberg used prison labor to make phone calls for his campaign probably he did no this, this is a real story this year yeah he used prison labor to make phone calls for his campaign
1: he he is he's so funny to me like the concept of him that like because we have a a left-leaning candidate winning the a, mm-hmm. at, at this point in time I hope it stays this way winning knock the, on all the wood. yeah <laughs> knocking all the wood around us um the, the, the caucuses and the primaries for the Democratic Party, we have somebody that's not a right-leaning like the Clintons, um, Democrats, somebody who's more FDR-centered Democrat, finally winning, and what do they do? They They take a... Unapologetic Republican, mm-hmm. and try to stick him in the race, and say you have no candidate. You have to run this Republican. Yeah, and the, he's
0: the only one who can win because I because think Joy Reid made the argument Republican. that we need a Republican to beat a Republican, which is just such a
1: ludicrous. It's
0: such a you just like you feel like you're in the Twilight Zone when yeah. you hear something like that.
1: Because the half of this country hasn't had a candidate to vote for in decades. Since Carter, Mm -hmm. and stopped voting because the Democratic Party under the Clintons became so right-wing. It might have as well been the Nixon Party, and then the 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 Republicans went even further right. And so now, like a a slightly left or basically centrist FDR-style politician is actually winning and has huge support, and people are like, we need another, we need to get another Republican running.
0: And it's crazy. I mean, like, people are sort of doing the, like, we're going to be Venezuela. Bernie in no way advocates for, like, the seizure of assets and, like, the beheading of the aristocracy. Like, that's not... It's so beyond the fear-mongering about what democratic socialism is Mm -hmm. and what the economic side of that is, is so... It's just... It scares me that it happens on both the right and the left now, because the left is the side that should be championing championing the unions, workers' rights, Medicare for all. Like, I can't believe mm-hmm. that there are people on the left who oppose that. I really can't. Like, can anybody tell me a reason somebody should not have health care? It's like, why shouldn't a person have some? I was having this conversation with somebody yesterday, and he asked me. He was like, "So you think everybody should have health care?" I was like, "What?" Are, why don't you? Of course, if you. What? Yes, you know, I do.
1: None of us asked to be born onto this planet, and oh. now we're here, and we have to deal with this shit. Of course.
0: Yes, everyone, everyone should have should healthcare. healthcare.
1: There's enough wealth. People don't understand that wealth is just supposed to be a measure of how much each person is contributing to society. And it's not supposed to, being at the bottom end of wealth is not supposed to be a death sentence. Yeah. It's supposed to, if you're the least contributor to our society, and you're not out murdering people, you should, you should be, you should get enough to live.
0: Well, and it's insane, because I think everybody knows, I think, you know, we, we, we write children's books about these sort of fundamentals, like we're only as strong as our weakest link. And I think that these are things that human beings sort of like know on a certain level to be true, but it's like an inconvenient truth. It's like, well, yeah. but it's sort of hard to lift people up who are down. So it's just easier to focus on myself. So right. that's it.
1: And it's easier to feel a little bit better about yourself because someone else is doing worse. Oh. <laughs> but like, you know, the, you know, Scandinavian countries, a, a lot of uh, uh, socially democratic countries have virtually eliminated poverty, which means virtually eliminated crime, at least street crime, kind of low-collar low kind of crime, uh, by just making sure everybody has enough to live. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. that if you're lazy, you're going to be rich, but if you're lazy, fine. Who cares? If you don't want to work, who gives a shit? You you can live in a, in a in a small apartment somewhere and have enough to live on. If you're extremely driven and and work really hard, then you have more and bigger things. And well, and I question stuff.
0: like what the word lazy means because I I mm-hmm. don't I okay. think that I think uh, going back to like sort of like what are Oh, I may have killed that. I oh, hope okay. I didn't. Nope. No. There's a little more. We're um, talking tremens. about the delirium tremens, you guys. Um, I'm a little buzzed, so that's maybe why this yeah, is starting to get a little more. We're getting a little incoherent. buzzed on
1: Belgian ale <laughs> right now, uh, but that's okay. Wait, that's the best time to talk about politics.
0: Uh, but I think, like, with laziness, it's sort of. <sighs> Like I grew up in a in a lower middle class family and like neither of my sisters I was the first person in my family to go to college and I've neither of my sisters went to college it wasn't a priority in my family and it's still not really and I think that like it's difficult I think that certain people can see that and be like oh well it's fine that they can't get a job where they make more than blah 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 cuz you know it's laziness or whatever i just i i feel like we don't have a way to measure people's work ethic in a capitalist society i I don't know Mm -hmm. whatever i just feel like there's so many factors to like why a person's life looks the way it looks and like why people and, and I don't think that everyone's given like because my family was lower middle class it was sort of like I always knew that I was going to go into debt going to college and I think that that is kind of thing scares a lot of people off from college mm-hmm. or you know what I mean I just think that there's so like so
1: college was free in California up until I think it was <sighs> Reagan that was the governor of California that said no people should pay for this and then uh, I went to a state school a and I still
0: paid like forty thousand dollars a year. Like what is that?
1: <laughs> oh really? Yeah, I went to a state school in Illinois and it was really cheap. It was like two thousand a year.
0: Yeah, still that's more dope. than
1: like you know everybody has. Um, but yeah, I hear you. I was using sort of the language of the right when I was saying lazy um, right d- because yeah. my point being who cares? How productive someone is, they should not be. It should not be a death sentence. But by lazy, it could, I could, it might mean, um, you know, a, a writer who hasn't struck yet. You know, like, sure, the good writers write for forty years and then come up with one of the best novels or, or you know, stories or screenplays or poems of their life in their fifties. You know, that shouldn't be a death sentence.
0: I agree. I think treating, I, I. I Yes. I think that people, because our work, our our healthcare is tied to our work and things like that, you sort of, people lose the opportunity to like really explore the things that they could be good at and the things that Mm -hmm. they could excel at because they're afraid of like instability. And I think that that is a huge hindrance on our society just because you have people living in fear and not i think that that kind of creates a society of people who are focused on keeping other people down what they have what they don't have instead of like living lives that are fulfilling to them personally yeah
1: exactly and i think a big part of what liberalism really is is an insurance policy mm. it means that like you have to be r- really rich to account for any eventuality in our society what it should be is that you you pay a little bit out of what you earn every year for the insurance that if something huge and catastrophic happens, it will be taken care of.
0: We're like the richest country on the planet. There's no reason we don't have a social safety right. net that we takes should care of that. everyone. There's that much no wealth, reason. Yeah,
1: that much wealth exists, and there's no reason
0: you It know, blows my rich mind. people need
1: to be swimming in... If a pool's full of
0: gold. $180 billion. Like how do you like how do you say that number even with a serious face? I can't do it. $180 <laughs> what billion. That's Jeff, Bezo- Jeff Bezos' net worth, which is like
1: Oh, right. It just doesn't even make any sense. Well, it's, it's just it's it's even the the craziest supervillain could not spend that much money in a lifetime. Therefore, it doesn't make any sense that our system assigns him that wealth.
0: It, I mean, and like,
1: and it really is that assigned.
0: It is assigned. And I think that like Bernie's point is always that like, I think people fearmonger. This is people fear have been fearmongering about Democrats being socialists for forever. And right. I am very grateful for that now, currently, because that word has sort of lost all weight and impact to it. I think. Yeah. So when people In are fact, like, I
1: think we're trying to take it back. Uh,
0: Same,
1: yeah, because socialism used to be a thing that like blue collar farmers and Midwest farm, you know, like uh, factory workers were proud of being socialist. Mm -hmm. Um, that hopefully could happen again if uh, the veneer of you know the 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 you know slick rich guy that uh pretends to be on the side of you know the the every man and then just raises taxes on them and
0: well yeah we have a tendency to t- to vote in these ivy league cowboys right or whatever like bush mm-hmm. to the i bush is the ivy league cowboy reagan yeah. is like the actor cowboy like
1: even trump is to an extent just in an evil version
0: trump is man, oh, man he's a lot of things <laughs>
1: yeah so but, many but, yeah. things,
0: and so many things. He's also not. But
1: I, you know, I can see the likability in Trump. That like gets sort of a cowboy. It's sort of a non caring. It's, it's sort the of like I don't give, give no a fuck. fuck. Yeah. It's sort of like look what I can get away with because I because of a wink and a smile. Um, yeah. It, it's it's hard to say that because he's so evil, and I feel like he creates so much uh, harm to the planet. In America and all of us. No, but Trump but reminds I, I me of that.
0: Berlusconi. Like I lived in sure, Italy sure. while Berlusconi was prime minister. Oh really? I did. Yeah, and I uh, Trump reminds me a lot of Berlusconi. Berlusconi yeah. was like he had the bunga bunga parties with Putin in his like private uh, Sardinian right. island, and like and tons of but that w- but that was. Uh, aspirational to a lot of people, you know what I mean. Sure. Whereas, like a lot of people are like, "Oh, that's disgusting." That's also aspirational to a lot of people, and I think who Trump is and like the things that a lot of us view as like his worst qualities. Are aspirational qualities to a lot of the people who support him, and I think yeah. that that is where the disconnect really happens. It's like we're like, but he is—it's sort of a shallow, like shallow, sort and narcissistic, of and he goal. doesn't care about anyone but himself. And blah blah blah. And people are like, yeah, and that is great. <laughs> I'm
1: like, yeah, I, I would like to have a gold encrusted penthouse and a trophy wife who never speaks. Uh, you know it it sounds terrible to me and a lot of people but also it is it's like aspirational for you there's know there's
0: a certain group of people who see that as the person. ideal way of living your life of like not caring about facts right like of like mm-hmm. like making your own facts like I think a lot of us are like, how could you support someone who lies all the time? And other people are like, well, it's great. He lies. He gets out of things. People just take what he says. It's or awesome. Or he's
1: quote-unquote saying it like it is. Right. Which means saying something that sounds correct but is not. Mm-hmm. And it, it it's it's very, it goes back to the economy. Um, it's very, it's self-fulfilling and in when um Let's see where was I going with this? Uh, saying saying something that in your gut this is like what what uh, Stephen Colbert used to talk about on the Colbert Report all mm. the time is like it feels right in your gut, <laughs> and if you say it enough, people start to believe it. People that are maybe uh, I'll say generously don't have time to look up the facts believe it because it sounds right. It's like armchair quarterbacking, like
0: yeah, yeah,
1: lowering taxes might increase revenue sure that sounds right Mm -hmm. and it never does but these guys these rich old men keep just spouting these right these gut feeling conjecture like saying it like it is bullshit and a certain amount of people just go along for the ride because it sounds right
0: absolutely yeah and i think that yeah with um with uh, a lot of economics, like when people are like, if we do Medicare for all, it's g-, you just get these pundits out who are like, if we do Medicare for all, it's going to bankrupt the country. And then then there's a huge study done, and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, actually, it'll save the U.S. government $450 billion. And yeah. then you still have these people who go out and continue to say, I Bernie quotes that study all the time. He quoted it in the Nevada de, uh debates just the other day.
1: That's, yeah, I'm going to look that up.
0: Um, it was uh, just done in a... It's a journal. I don't know which one. There are many.
1: Um, I'll try to find it. But economically speaking, Medicare for All saves money because of prevent preventative medicine is so much cheaper than... Uh, emergency, emergency care. Emergency care. Mm-hmm. And we're treating everything in this country with emergency care. Yeah. And it costs a thousand, a hundred to a thousand times as much as if everyone had health care in the first place and was able to treat whatever it is that got out of hand, Mm -hmm. Um, which is why, yeah, it would be cheaper. We would pay less. Taxes would go down. Everyone would benefit. There's no drawback to having the government just take care of health care for us.
0: But I think that healthcare, Americans, regardless of what they say, I think Americans really do love a class system. And I think that like wealthy Americans especially love to feel like they have earned a status that puts them above other people. And I think the idea of being lumped into the same medical system as every person in the country... Makes a lot of really wealthy people like ir- they're irritated. They're like, I yeah. what I worked so hard to be at like outside of this like chain, I worked so hard to like be above all of you guys. You're gonna throw me back into your same. This is same an unfortunate doctors. part of human nature.
1: <sighs> at, uh, this competitive, this wanting to be better than others, which which I contend can still be. Perfectly fine in a socialist system. Like, there's nothing that says that if you if you want to work twelve hour days and quote unquote get ahead, that you shouldn't get more stuff. Right, and there's nothing
0: that says that you. Some people like that people cannot be wealthier than other people. like I don't believe that that is true. I'm a socialist. I don't think I do believe that wealth can be.
1: And and let me draw the distinction. I'm not a communist, I'm a socialist. A communist would be the government right. owns and controls everything. A socialist just means that the government protects everyone from abject poverty that will kill that will kill you or, you know, necessitate robbing a bank or something. Right. Um, and, and all that does is you know kick up the bottom ten percent. A bracket so that they can live comfortably, and then take the top ten percent down a little bit, and they'll leave it or even notice it. It just because
0: there's no way you could spend that much money in a lifetime. There's right. just no; it's not humanly possible. So there's no way they'll notice. Yeah, like, uh, j- uh, yes, there. Yeah,
1: like in the in the let's see, in the forties and fifties, the top tax bracket in the country was ninety percent. Um. I think uh, Kennedy or Nixon. I think Kennedy lowered it to seventy percent.
0: Yeah, Kennedy was the first one to lower it.
1: And then wasn't it Reagan that lowered it to like twenty or twenty? I don't. I, think I right know right it now it's in down. it's in the twenties, um, which has caused all this out of control uh, accumulation of wealth upwards. Because wealth generally is the gravity of wealth is upwards. It it. If unrestricted, um, I was talking. About, I was reading about free market economics today too. Um, we can talk about that. But if if completely unrestricted, the economy doesn't just even itself out, whereas every, so that everybody's equal, it tends to accumulate in the top.
0: And Adam Smith, Adam Smith talks about this uh, in his book on capitalism, Wealth, Wealth of or Nations. Wealth of Nations. Yeah. Uh, but he talks. Or ab- it
1: as other one? I, well, I forget.
0: Whatever. One of it. But he he talks about how uh, the the wealth inequality is a potential unfor- unfortunate side effect of the capitalist economic system that should be uh, like it should be protected against. You need mm-hmm. regulation to protect against wealth inequality because wealth inequality, like most most people who study economics and history know that, uh, like prolonged, like, extreme wealth inequality always creates civil unrest. Sure.
1: It yeah. always, it always. Always, can, always. Yeah. It's always, there's always going to be a Bastille thing. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, there's going to be a reckoning <laughs> if you just keep accumulating money upwards and... And, and uh,
0: continue to pull, pull and, and, pull pr- and oppress... From yeah. the, you know, people on the bottom, like, eventually, you know, people we see, people have eyes, they have ears, they're present, they see it happening. This is the thing I think that kills me is, like, we're seeing it happening and we're trying, people are, I think, even on the Democratic side, people are trying so hard to say, no, it's not happening. Wealth inequality is not real. Like, this is not a real problem.
1: Yeah, we've even stopped talking about, like, what is it, fifty five. 1000 unhomed people within uh, 20 miles of us right now. Yeah. And it's not because LA and is too liberal. It's...
0: We have a democratic mayor. Well, I mean, you know what I mean? Like our mayor it's it has nothing to do with that.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that could be used as an a reason to say that it was because of the democratic mayor that we have all this. <gasps> right. These,
0: well, I don't think it'd be different under a Republican mayor. The
1: democratic mayor's not doing anything about it either. Mm-hmm. Um the, the reason is is this uh, fixed wealth inequality and this like it's a vacuuming like uh, supply side economics just vacuums money upwards it doesn't It never trickles down. Um, one of the things that Adam Smith talked about in in when he coined the term free market was a market free from government intervention but also free from uh, sir, uh, corporate power basically, okay let me put it in, in another way uh, um, markets that uh, corporations have too much power over consumers are just as bad as markets that have governments that are interfering with them mm-hmm. and so everyone for hundreds of years has talked about the government part of that they don't talk about the, the big business part of that like for a true free market, big businesses have to be leveled down a peg because they're they have so much. Uh, Power over the consumer.
0: Well, right. We don't have freedom of choice as consumers right now, as in America. Right. Like you can't choose an electric vehicle over a gas vehicle for like the same cost. It's like not all. You can now, but for a long time you could not. That choice did not. It just simply did not exist. Even though we had the technology for it since the seventies. Um, sure, and we have
1: monopolies left and right all over the place.
0: Yeah, like, we don't. I mean, we fundamentally you can't
1: choose your cable. You
0: can't choose. I mean. Even even all, what, all we both are wearing eyeglasses. Be, be spectacled, be we both. Mm-hmm. Um, but they uh, all eyeglasses are owned by. It's like the same three companies, right? It's like sure. all. It's like three companies make every pair of eyeglasses, and that just feels so wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. That is another thing. You know that that's part of not being a free market is when there's not competition and there's monopoly. Uh, power on the in the private sector Mm -hmm. so another way to put it is he was he was warning about the government intervention but also the private sector you know intervention becoming too powerful
0: well i think because because true cap well well, i'm not an economist i was a creative writing major full disclosure here (laughs) but i think that like true capitalism does depend on the consumer's Like people always talk about voting with your dollar. You have a choice with your money. That's where that's where you can really make an impact. And I think that that's not true. That's absolutely not true anymore. Because there are only so many places to put your dollar, and all of them suck now. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's not like
1: a. I stopped even avoiding Starbucks. It's just. It's
0: impossible. I mean, at least they give their employees health care. That's how I justify it.
1: And you're like. You know, Walmart's awful, and Target's slightly less awful. So I yeah. go to Target, but they're not great.
0: Right? Yeah.
1: They're just a little bit better to their employees. You
0: gotta buy used. You gotta buy used. Buy used
1: shit. Buy yeah. used
0: shit. Get it off Craigslist. Make friends on Craigslist and yeah. buy used shit. Yeah.
1: But meet in a public place
0: <laughs> always. <laughs> um, yeah. I and just...
1: don't help anyone move a van into uh, move a couch into a van, and unless oh. you know who they are.
0: I would love to see the ad. For that <laughs> and like how it tries to sound not terrifying, <laughs> all the ways it tries to make itself sound legit.
1: Uh, what couch moving?
0: You couch move, move this couch into my van. <laughs> yep,
1: you um,
0: will be the person pulling it in. That's
1: just as bad as uh, big business intervention.
0: <laughs> yeah, I it just um, but, but so again. yeah, we don't. I it's like we don't have like a system where. Uh, fundamentally we don't have a system where capitalism like where where companies or banks or whatever or industries live and die on their own merits we have socialist intervention from our own government like you know with the bank bailouts in 2008 we have um i I just uh, we don't have we fundamentally do not have free market capitalism and i think that that is also extremely frustrating To hear people be like, oh, well, capitalism, you know, that's a democratic, uh, that's like a a tenant of American democracy. And it just is like, well, it it isn't, though. We have selective capitalism and selective socialism.
1: Right. And every democratic institution should be a... Somewhere, a blend of capitalism and socialism.
0: Agreed. And that's your, the, the European model, the Canadian model. We were mm-hmm. talking earlier about communists versus socialists. My fiance's parents are Romanian, they emigrated from Romania. Mm-hmm. And I love listening to their stories. When they were in Romania, they graduated high school and were assigned jobs. Like, you know what I mean? Straight out of high school, they were assigned a job. And that Um, was
1: hard communism at the time. Hard
0: communism, yeah, hard communism. And now they're in Canada, which is like light socialism, which is all we Mm -hmm. want here, and they have no problem with it, so... Oh,
1: yeah. Light socialism is is miles and miles away from communism. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem with having all commentary and all media being slightly right of center, is then anything to the left of them gets glommed together in you know and in the same so they 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 paint you know the same like scandinavian socialism with the same brush as like uh 1922 russia or ussr communism
0: breadlines they're always and like it's so the, bread the bread
1: lines exactly it's not even in the same category and and, and so you uh, going back to capitalism and socialism I think there's like a there's a continuum there where on one side if you're purely socialist that it, it gets it, then it's communist totalitarianism not good it sucks on the other side if it's pure capitalism with no socialism then that's Nazism that's uh, fascism that's industrial takeover mm-hmm. of government also, really shitty somewhere in between i i believe right in between is social democracy where you have some social things like roads and stoplights and healthcare,
0: and no school lunch debt can and
1: we... you can you get a free school lunch <laughs>
0: you can eat lunch at your school the things
1: you need to live will be will be provided but then you know, you can go out and make a million bucks. You can open a car company. You can open a small business selling pizzas. Whatever, like, it's it's way better than...
0: Well, and I think you have to give everybody a fighting chance. And without healthcare, without opportunities for higher education, without, I mean, without all of those things being fundamentally equal, like the opportunity for a higher education, uh, just having your basic health care needs met from infancy that is the very least we can do to try and level the playing field and give every person a chance and i think right. that that's what we as a society have we ha- we owe that to each other i believe that that is a social contract like yeah you know what i mean i i do believe in that social contract
1: yeah i believe in that and i always go back to this i, I mentioned it earlier uh, you know, we, we don't ask to be born on this planet. We're mm-hmm. all here against our.
0: And we don't will. get to choose where we're born into, nor, or what, or who, who we're, we're born to, born to or to, what, where we're or born. What circumstances?
1: You should at least, just by being randomly brought here, be, you know, be given enough health care and food to.
0: Just like the fundamentals. Live a to basic exist. normal life. Yeah.
1: It doesn't have to be a lot. And we have the wealth to give that to everyone. I, I think a lot of people don't understand that um that the wealth just exists to give everyone those these basic services. Um it doesn't mean that your you know, your paycheck's gonna be cut in half. Mm-hmm. Um okay. Here's a couple things. The Lancet is the journal um that uh Bernie was talking about oh, with healthcare, the healthcare Improving uh, the Prognosis of Healthcare in the US. Um check this out, I haven't read it, but um the abstract is basically that um because of emergency care that the costs will go down by um let's see, I think it's um tens of thousands um per what I say. A, a national single-payer health care system would save tens of thousands oh, of lives each year and hundreds of billions of dollars. Okay, that's the abstract. You can go read that at The Lancet. Um, also, uh, let's look at some other science news. Here's a study that was done in July 2019. And I've, re- I've heard this before. This has been studied before. But um, nations with stronger women's rights... Um, And also nations with stronger human rights in general. But it turns out that uh, women's rights especially tend to increase their uh, basically GDP, the health, the money, the economics. That reminds me
0: of that study that came out that was like like, uh, leadership boards of companies that have women on them do better financially than boards that are occupied by all men. I've
1: seen that. Right. Mm -hmm. This is true. And yeah. In in general, just countries that have uh, better uh, gender equality um, just tend to have better growth and better and lower poverty and um, better population health. So let's keep going in that direction if possible. Let's see. Okay, those are all the stories that I had (laughs) queued up.
0: That's the news of the world.
1: That's the news. We've been talking for about an hour. Those, is there any other uh, topic that you were you were itching to, to talk about?
0: I mean, we've kind of jumped. we jumped around so much. I feel like we've covered I so know. much ground. That's
1: the problem with um, political discussion at all is it's so unfocused. And I know that we've jumped wildly from topic to topic. But um, but always back fun. again. Mm-hmm.
0: I think about that. Trying to tie album, it to A to B and back <laughs> again. And back again.
1: I try to tie it to tie everything at least tenuously to some sort of uh, scientific knowledge or study.
0: Right, I'm just trying to keep bringing it back to like the science of economics, the study of economics. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think um, it, it's always interesting to me to talk about just capitalism, how it functions, especially in uh, America, which has um, which fully believes in itself as a capitalist nation.
1: Right, you know what I mean. But another I th- thing that's been, you know, driven into our skulls <laughs> since we were children, uh, <laughs> rather than w- w- the fact that we're also one of the uh, biggest socialist nations mm-hmm. and one of the most successful ones in history.
0: Unions. I mean, we, uh, like F. Again, going back to FDR, like we. Like Social Security, Medicare, like all of that was so it was like pioneered by uh, the American government, and then I just picked up on by other governments and done way better.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, I mean we were, you know, one of the first democracies, and the, the the idea of democracy was not to create a capitalist free market system. The idea of democracy was to create a society that looked out for its people and a society where everyone eventually everyone, um, not at first got a say in, you know, who is running it and stuff. And we've slowly sort of moved all the way towards, uh, this sort of pure capitalism where the punishment for not scrambling up the ladder is, uh, is certain death
0: <laughs> death by lack of healthcare. <laughs> death <laughs> by
1: exactly death by eventually something happening.
0: Yeah. It's, um, if, it's interesting. Just, um, oh, I was going to talk about a, an opinion piece in the Washington post. I can't remember which one now.
1: Do you want me to look it up?
0: Um, I think it was a Jennifer Rubin piece. Some, somebody was fundamentally arguing, like maybe it's time, maybe it wasn't Jennifer Rubin. I think it was a Democrat. But like fundamentally arguing like maybe it is time we let the elite wealthy pick the candidate. Like why, why don't we let like why like fundamentally, like within caucuses and conventions, why do we let the masses pick our candidate? Why don't we just let a select few within party ranks Whoa. choose our candidate? Wow. It was like an opinion piece. Sorry, I just burped. I'm so drunk now. <laughs> <laughs> but it was an opinion piece in the Washington Post. And it just it blew my mind. Because, I mean, this is like the kind of thing that just seems so obviously wrong. Yeah. And I don't know how we got to the point where we're arguing that that is a valid way to run our government.
1: How is that even, you know, not laughable? You know, how In does it,
0: any circle. The Washington Post kills me, man. It really kills me right now.
1: I mean, is this one of those things where institutions that are accused of being too liberal by the far right, which is everyone. Anyone who's not far right gets accused of being too liberal. And then what they go and do is try to find a conservative voice. And then that conservative voice turns out to be like Saturday Night Live went right. out and tried mm-hmm. to find a conservative dude so they wouldn't be accused of being a liberal production. And they found this racist asshole redneck and they had to fire him before he even... Showed
0: up. I, well, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Washington Post has always been sort of viewed as a Republican uh, outlet as compared to, like, the more liberal New York Times. Like, the Washington yeah, Post more, has always been a, like, tinge more on the conservative side, especially economically. Yeah. Um,
1: I think it leans slightly right, but it's also a target of the further right. Yeah, I
0: think New York Times has moved further to the right since yeah, the I Trump administration, so for I sure.
1: Because... Yeah, because the, the far right is, is in charge and loudest and mm-hmm. has all the money, anyone who's even slightly right of center is, thought of, is, is, is cast as being super liberal.
0: Or cast as being... And I think that this is... The, the, the thing that, that really kills me about 2016 is you would assume that the lesson from that election would be bring out the people who stayed home. A ton of people right. stayed home. It was like record low turnout. Bring out exactly. those people who stayed Who's home. Who's
1: exciting the masses? Right,
0: but that isn't the lesson that people took away from it. The lesson that people took away from it was, okay, we need the people, the Republicans who hate Trump and don't want Trump to vote Democrat. So we need Trump, but like less Trump, a little Trump. less
1: Trump, right? <laughs> and rather that's Michael than Bloomberg. the entire, rather than the entire half of the country. Who
0: didn't vote? Who, who straight up stayed who home? Stayed
1: home because there's no liberal option. Um, also, you know, and then they they present this wedge issue that like uh, a woman can't win, and Demi- and Bernie people hate women, and they were, mm-hmm. there were there's this this big like the the bros and the you know the the, uh, the nasty women or or something, and it's just this wedge from the right that they're driving a, like a, you know. Bernie people are not anti-feminist because they want Bernie instead of uh, you know.
0: Well, I think it
1: Hillary uh, or whoever else.
0: It's important to recognize that like a lot of like the, the Bernie campaign talks about this a lot but like the majority of their donors are nurses, teachers. Right. You know what I mean? Working I mean like we're people, working people, working but like women, a lot largely. of positions that are, like have women in those positions so, like teachers yeah. and nurses. Like I, and i I was canvassing yesterday with uh an older Armenian woman, and mm-hmm. like we the just two women out canvassing for Bernie. you know I just most of my
1: women friends support Bernie, but I, that's partly because most of my friends support Bernie right. And I have a lot of women friends. Um,
0: but I think he appeals like they're like he appeals to the empathetic side of like wanting to make sure that people are taken care of
1: sure. It's motherly. It's he's motherly. very motherly. He is,
0: I think that Bernie think is, is motherly.
1: Well, I mean, a, a lot I of... I mean, he's also
0: very fatherly.
1: Um, political philosophers call ha, call the Democrats sort of the... the, the this mo- Kelly the kitty? Kelly, yeah. Kelly the kitty. She, she usually, she's not super friendly, but... She <laughs>
0: she's skeptical Over, of nice. me.
1: <laughs> Democratic philosophers will, will say that the Democrats are sort of the maternal sort of you know let's help everyone side and uh conservatism tends to be a a sort of uh fatherly down uh, uh um, a top down structure sort of a a, a more patriarchal top down where you're supposed to listen and do what you're told and respect your elders and you know
0: yeah. s- climb
1: that ladder whereas liberalism is more about like you know, fuck climbing the ladder and fuck, uh, you know, listening to authority. Let's just help everyone uh, reach their full, more, you know, potential.
0: Well, so I don't know. Have you heard this? This is something that I believe, it came out a long time ago. I think I read this when I was in, like, high school. But there was a study, a scientific study, and I I have no, I should look this up before I say these things. Okay. But there was a study that was, like, uh, people who vote conservative tend to have more enlarged medulla oblongata than people who vote liberal. Have you heard this? Do you no. Know what I'm talking about, the fear center in the oh in the fear center the fear center of the brain in people who vote conservative tends to be more enlarged A, than amygdala. Who, oh, the amygdala. Yes. I the, think that's it. Yes, the amygdala. Um, yes. You've heard this, right? It's sort of
1: like associated with the more ancient, like the lizard brains, quote unquote.
0: But they found that people who flight conservative tend to have more enlarged amygdalas, which means their amygdala is more active. And I think that that is something that always resonated with me because I do feel like that conservatism as a philosophy of existence, of like wanting things to stay stay the same and not change and to conserve and to keep as is like that is the result of fear it, it very right. much strikes me as the result of being afraid yeah um that's
1: why there's all this there's always talk of uh canvases uh, you know ca- caravans of refugees are coming to our border and it, stim- it it fires off that fear response and then in the same sentence they're like and we're gonna uh, lower taxes for rich people and like, right. you, you know, your fear response is going off, and you're like, "Yeah, do whatever you have to do mm-hmm. to, to save us from this just caravan." To keep that
0: caravan out.
1: And like, wait, did they just say they're taking more of our money to give to rich people?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, and it's uh, I. So you do you do know the study I'm talking? You've heard that before, right? I've heard that before, yeah. but I don't know
1: the specific one you're talking about. I'm gonna
0: look it up because I remember I remember when I read this, I was like, that that really resonates with just my. My so my whole family is conservative. I grew up in a very conservative family. Um, Whereabouts? California. Really weird, right? In
1: the like central so, okay, in the, to in be the fair, country. So
0: my yes, like my grandfather, like and my grandmother had a very like Steinbeckian existence in like the nineteen forties, where they traveled sort of from Washington to California looking for farm labor. Uh, until eventually kind of settling in LA and my grandma opened a flower shop and they they saved enough money, bought a house, opened a flower shop, um, and then owned their own business. And sort of, I think that led to a lot of economic conservatism uh, that has just been passed through. Sounds idyllic.
1: But I would like to note that that was when we were way more socialist as a country, yes, and it was absolutely. easier. It was, it was way easier do to that. do that. Well,
0: this is the point that I always like. When my grandfather, I think the, the, my family is the epitome of like, well, we pulled ourselves up by our own bootstraps. And I'm like, no, you're white, and you were in Cal. You know what I mean? Like, you had social security, like help. There was, there were things, there were places yeah. for you to stay. <laughs> there were schools for your children to attend.
1: Ayn Rand railed her entire life against welfare and then had to use it when she was an old lady and had to, you know, take state benefits because she was broke. And you know what? Everybody needs to sometimes. If you live to be, you know, if you're lucky enough to live to be an elderly person, you'll probably need help sometime in your life. Whether it's disease or whether you go broke, whether it's a hurricane or you lose your job um, or you just decide you want to quit your job and, like, write poetry and work at Trader Joe's, you – almost everyone who's not born filthy rich is going to need some kind of help. Even the rich. I mean, you talked about earlier, like, bank bailouts. This is welfare – on the billions and tens of billion dollars scale. Trump is Whereas, only where
0: he is because of debt forgiveness. Oh, yeah. Because debt forgiveness exists. Because if you
1: fuck up when you have millions of dollars, they give it back to you. <laughs> and if you fuck up when you're just a blue-collar factory worker, they don't. Um, and then they talk about welfare, and people get proud, and they're like, I don't need welfare. But everyone probably will at some point, and they give it out like crazy to rich people. So they should definitely be giving it to the rest of us.
0: I was looking for that uh brain structure thing.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Let's see. It's Here's the thing. It's in psychology today. So mm,
1: I have heard that before.
0: I know, but maybe I heard it in psychology today. <laughs>
1: How about um this is 2017. Oh, th- your 2018. Your political views are influenced by the size of your amygdala.
0: Oh, is that salon? The
1: shape of your brain. This know. is um, quartz.com. Oh,
0: okay. I don't know them. Salon has one
1: too. So, th- so um, well, who knows? They found that the size of the bilateral amygdala, which governs emotions, survival instincts, and memory. Was strongly correlated with support for existing social order, aka conservatism.
0: Yeah, fear of change. Yeah, I, I get it. It's that that Abe Simpson quote. It's my favorite. Right. Which one? Uh, it's uh, I use uh, I used to be with it, and then they changed they cha- what it was, and now what's uh, what was it isn't it anymore, and what's it now is weird and scary.
1: That's right. (laughs) What I'm with isn't it anymore.
0: What I'm with isn't it anymore. And what's it seems weird weird and scary. (laughs) Yeah. It'll happen to you. It'll happen to you. Um, Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Fear of change. But, you know, weirdly, um, that also, once you get a conservative, I mean, once, once you get a sort of liberal, socially democratic society going, the fear of change works in your favor then because Mm -hmm. people, um, they tend to be less crime. They tend to be higher or lower poverty. People tend to do better. They just tend to be more pleasant. And then, you know, people with enlarged amygdalas are like, let's not change this. Mm -hmm. So what we just have to do is get over that hump, that uncanny valley of going to, from our, our far right, uh, rich wealthy controlled system over to the other side of um uh, a true democracy
0: just a couple generations of people living comfortably in democratic socialism we will be
1: set yeah just a few more <laughs> a few. waves of millennials and whatever the millennial after the millennials yeah. are. yeah
0: luckily young people man young people get it they're here for it
1: kind of but you know, I'm a Gen Xer, and they said that about us when in the 90s, so we were going to take over, and oh, yeah, we still that's haven't right. been given the reins. You guys
0: are the the generation. The, you, what the fuck did you do, man?
1: Well, A, we fucked up, and B, the Boomers have not given the reins over yet to <laughs> yes, us. Yes,
0: that is they're so They're still true. clinging to oh, power. They're cold, dead hands, We're in
1: our 40s man. and 50s now, and they're still... These old timers, dude, will not like ninety
0: years old. Like, think about how stra- old Strom Thurmond was. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? These yeah, people, it's like the crypt keepers Even are running our government. Bernie's
1: uh, too old for my taste, and he's I've, a boomer, but I still love him. Um, I would love to see if but Bernie's if there was a, got if
0: like Bernie's got. There's like a year fifty-year-old
1: Bernie out there. Yeah, and and I'm talking to anyone out there who has aspirations for political office. If there is a youngish. Social Democrat who can get on stage and extemporaneously speak well and intelligently, get out there and do it because, like, the next Bernie, the 30 to 40 years younger Bernie is going to kill it.
0: I think AOC in a few years... AOC might be... AOC in a few years is... We got a really good shot with her. She's a great orator. She's smart. Like, she's whip smart.
1: Yeah. And she's still um, too young to be president, which is amazing that she's gotten so much... But
0: Pete Buttigieg could be president. (laughs) Uh, She seems older than Pete Pete. Buttigieg to me.
1: She seems older than Buttigieg? Yeah, just in, like,
0: uh... Again, just, I guess, in, uh... Not uh, she see but Buttigieg she
1: judges like a little a little Biden in training or something yeah. just like a little milk toast sort of uh right wing
0: We could work with Republicans. <laughs> yeah. We have to. Oh. They won't. We have to work with them. Whatever you want, guys. Oh my gosh.
1: Um AOC yes could be the next one i see she's in great like six seven years when she's old enough
0: and i hope that in the next few years we see more democratic socialists emerging um in our i government. think so i think, think one, gonna one thing
1: that the the awfulness and just the horror of this uh current presidency has awakened a lot of people to um you know be more vigilant and get out there and try to help um
0: but i think it's also i don't know i see this just my own sort of thinking is like it's not enough to be afraid of the other side anymore though like we truly i think the reason that people are so active right now is that they do feel inspired by certain people Mm -hmm. (laughs) you see the candidates with boots on the ground it's warren it's sanders it's the people who like are inspirational buddha judge doesn't have like boots on the ground he's got like donors he's got money
1: yeah he's got his uh comfortable middle class white people that like him but
0: but i just think that like yeah but it's but it's not like people who are gonna go out like yesterday when i was canvassing it was raining and there were it wasn't a small group you know what i mean and like i think that like when we look at like what's going to help kind of get us out of this place it's not just fear. It like has right. to be hope.
1: Right, right. It has to be. You can see where people are getting excited. The mm-hmm. candidates and the leaders that make people excited are the ones that we have to, you know, lift up.
0: We truly do and support because um, those are the people who are going to like motivate people to get out right. and motivate other people to get out and like
1: right. And it can't just be. We can't win on a, just an anti-Trump vote. Exactly. Because that's and what Buttigieg, Hillary lost
0: on an anti-Trump vote.
1: She ran on it, <laughs> Biden and Buttigieg are both running on it. They have no real ideas. All they're saying is I'm the anti-Trump, I'm the anti-Trump. I have no ideas. I'm a blank slate. Whereas we, you know, the the people are getting excited about people like Bernie Sanders, people like Warren People like AOC, mm-hmm. um, and we should be. Uh, I'm excited. Okay, I'm excited.
0: <laughs> I'm excited, guys. It's happen. gonna happen. 2020 could be could be.
1: We need to end this shit, but uh, it's
0: like now. Now it's over. We're way over. You can cut so much of this. I know. All. We
1: we should maybe trim <laughs> some of this.
0: I edit my own podcast now, and I so I do the edi- I do the editing on Comedy Girl Crush, uh, and yeah. like. There's something so freeing about listening to a chunk of conversation and enjoying it, and then going, nobody else needs to hear that. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? And just cutting it out. i do that
1: too. Or just like, uh, if I'm stuttering a lot and I don't sound like I know what I'm talking about, I'll just pull that out.
0: Oh, and then you make it sound so clean. <laughs> like you never said, uh. It uh, sounds like uh, I'm uh, so uh, smart. I'm super smart.
1: I had everything right at the tip of my brain.
0: I was not looking things up online in real time. <laughs> Uh, no, this is we great. We didn't uh, Dave.
1: script this all in advance and just read it off our laptops.
0: I mean, well, nobody would know. It's radio.
1: That is correct. It is radio. It's radio. And we have done it.
0: I was my dad, so my dad doesn't know what podcasts are, and he. I went home recently, and he asked me how I was doing, and I was like, "Oh, I'm on a podcast. or I produce a podcast, and we just got picked up by a network, so we might start making like a little bit of money off of it." And my dad was just like, "What's that TV? You on TV?" <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> just like, yeah. No, it's a podcast, and it's like the radio. And he was just like, "Okay," like just <laughs> very extremely skeptical. Um, Thankfully,
1: my parents have no concept of what it is or how to get to it <laughs> or how to do it. Uh, they don't ask about it. It's not even. A concept to them it's, right it's, it's like, like
0: beyond it's like a complete it's like another planet almost yeah right? it's like beyond
1: it's like when when the the primitive alien culture first sees humans they can't even like conceive of what it is they're looking right. at that's my parents looking at a podcast
0: <laughs> how old do you how old are your parents
1: they're uh, almost 80
0: oh okay they're in okay. their late 70s wow both, and they're wow wow wow
1: they're they're lovely, but they're starting to have trouble getting around. Would suck being that old.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> I well, sure hope I never am. My dad has MS, so he's only sixty five, but he's um, in a wheelchair. So, I mean, it's like aged him a lot faster. So even though he's only sixty five, I hope he doesn't hear this. I feel like sometimes he's like eighty five.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it. Um, uh, my dad is an overweight Italian in the Midwest, so he. <laughs> He's uh, he looks a little older than his actual years. Chacho,
0: it's my favorite. It's so Italian. Like yeah. I love that name so much. Chacho.
1: And and like my dad looks like Mario the plumber. <laughs> and so just imagine a an 80-year-old Mario the plumber with a cane. And uh that's that's what I grew up with.
0: Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> uh where are you from originally?
1: Illinois, Kankakee, Illinois, which is a Rural town about an hour from Chicago. Oh, very cool.
0: Are they uh, liberal, conservative?
1: They are Kennedy Democrats. Okay. So.
0: Catholic. Was Catholic. that part of the appeal? They're Catholic. <laughs>
1: uh, they have, you know, paintings of John F. Kennedy in the house. No way. They, and, and more my mom. She. My mom was sort of a, you know, active in college, but hasn't been since then. But, you know, they're they're just... They're sort of probably, you know, Biden Democrats, right, 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 right. Um, but um, I'm, I would, I could convince him to vote for Bernie if he gets a nomination.
0: I think Bernie, I think people are kind of skeptical of being able to convince other people to vote for Bernie, but I think it's possible.
1: I think they will. I, he's he's actually probably the most likable person that's running for the Democratic
0: and I've been trying to get my dad on the Bernie train. My dad is a fierce independent, but he will vote Democrat because of Trump. Um, but mm-hmm. he like voted for, uh, Nader. Like his, oh sure, he voted for Nader. He voted for Ross Perot. I almost like, voted for, for Nader. years. Not Perot though. Oh, my dad was a big Perot guy loves Ross Perot. Um, but he, uh, I'm trying to get him on the Bernie train, and I haven't succeeded yet. I did tell my dad that I would only have children if Bernie Sanders became president. I was Uh hoping that would work. Yeah. Um, Because who wants to bring children into a world without the Green New Deal? Um, But that didn't quite work. But then when Dick Van Dyke endorsed Bernie, and I told my dad about that, he seemed a little more interested oh. i was like that dick van dyke endorsement may do some may do oh, some I, good
1: another old man likes him another old
0: man who <laughs> i like and have right. liked for a long time <laughs>
1: all right well talk to your parents everyone your get
0: pr- them get them to vote democrat I, liberal I, progressive
1: um yeah either you stopped listening or you're you're uh, <laughs> in favor of bernie sanders now um Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here, Katie Dalson.
0: Thanks for having me, Dave Chacho. Where
1: can people find you on uh, Instas, Twitters, whatever?
0: Uh, you can find my extremely pro-Bernie Twitter. Uh, at, it's at Dawsonator, which is my last name, followed by Ater, A-T-O-R. <laughs> Uh, and then that's also my Instagram handle. Uh, you can uh, check out my podcast, Comedy Girl Crush, which I co host with Nikki Urban. We interview female comedians who we think are freaking dope. Cool. Uh, we release that every Wednesday. We're getting ready to release to start our 2020 uh, season uh, mm-hmm. next week. So awesome. Look forward to that.
1: Look for that and subscribe on iTunes and iTunes, Stitcher, Stitcher stuff.
0: Spotify, Google, we're everywhere. Do you have any other
1: gigs or teams you want
0: to... Uh, I'm on a sketch way? team at the Pack Theater, uh, Pack Theater on Santa Monica Boulevard uh-huh. in Hollywood, yeah, Hollywood. California, uh, with uh, Rabble Ravel. good team. Cool. Cool people. Uh, and I host uh, my improv team, Work Friends, hosts a monthly show at the Clubhouse uh, every fourth Monday. So our show will be this coming Monday. Cool. Yeah.
1: Also in Hollywood, the clubhouse.
0: Every cool. where I am. <laughs> yeah.
1: I am at Dave Chacho on all the things, and uh, this podcast is at ScienceAfPod, scienceafpod.com dot You can listen to episodes there and download them, or just subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher and um, click all the uh, love. And thanks for listening, and thank you, to Katie, for being here.
0: Thanks for having me on to rant for a while.
1: It was fun to rant about economics and politics. None of what we said is legally binding. Bye-bye.
0: Uh, I'm a creative writing major. Again, I just want to make sure that's clear.
1: <laughs> I'm an engineer. <laughs> Science <laughs> I have No idea.
0: Science I think,
1: I think we're Science 90% correct.
0: You know, I try not to speak unless I am fairly certain of what I'm saying, but...
1: We're mostly certain.